Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, we all have a calling. Every one of us has a calling, but what's yours? We all have an identity. Our, our Heavenly Father formed us in our mother's womb. He knew us before we were even formed. He knew exactly how He created us and what He created us to do. But do you know the answer to that question? Do you know why you were created the way you were created? That's what we're going to talk about today, because so many of us get so busy watching our favorite soap operas. Sometimes it's called nighttime TV. Some of us get so busy uh, cheering on our favorite football team, which probably in some other state than here. Some, I mean, some of you, sorry for those Buccaneers fans. You know, some of you just get so caught up in things other than things that are important. Like, who did God create me to be? And what am I supposed to do with all that? That's the essence of life. After we find Christ, what are we, what's this all about? And that's what we're going to find out today. But it takes a shift in our minds, a paradigm shift in our minds to understand that, that God created us on purpose. Romans 12, 2 helps us with that. It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We've got very special guests, new sponsors on the I Work For Him show for 2016, Tom and Pan Wolf with Identity and Destiny. This is a... This is a ministry that every Christ follower in the United States of America should participate in this study that they have written called Finding Your Sweet Spot, but it's on identityanddestiny.com. 
it's the most powerful study I've ever gone through in my entire life. Went through it ending September the 3rd, 2013. It transformed my life. And if you've ever gone out to my website, it is where the mission statement came, purposefully equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in a workplace. That was as a result of going through the Identity and Destiny study. Tom and Pam Wolf, welcome back to I Work For Him. It's been a year or more. I know. Hi, Thank you. Good to see you. I'm so glad you guys are part of the team and that we're really, I, I'm excited. You know, we've done we've done almost 10 shows together. We, we, did a five, we did a whole week-long show, and then we replayed some of those, and we did some other ones. But your study impacted my life like no other study. It was tough to get through, and every person I give a book to, and I have given away dozens, I say, listen, this is going to be the most transformational process you've ever gone through in your entire life. The first four weeks are going to be super easy, and the last four weeks are going to take you the rest of your life. Then you're going to need somebody alongside of you to kick your butt to finish it because it is so hard. Before people, now we've, we've tempted, we've teased people enough on that. Let's not talk about from it first. Tom, tell me, how is Jesus Christ making a difference on your life today? Today? Okay, within well, the last week. How did I find him? The last week? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. What, what kind of an impact is Christ making on your life? Oh, uh, the impact I think he's making on my life is, uh, you know, I try to walk with him all day, every day. I try to check in with him regularly, ask for his guidance, his direction. And the thing that it does is it gives me peace. It gives me confidence. I know where I'm heading. And he tells me if I'm getting off track. He tells me when uh, I need to think about things a little bit more and study things a little bit more. So at this point in time, I feel as though he and I have a really great friendship. And uh, he loves me. I know that. He's proven that. And uh, I try to love him as best I can. I try to follow as best I can. Don't always do it. <laughs> Isn't that always? That, that's so true. Now, Pam, you... I mean, I've heard many of your stories, and sometime down the road in, in, in our shows this year, we'll get through both of your stories and how you came to Christ. How You are one of those women that's always smiling. You're always blessing everybody that you come in contact with, including your incredibly lucky, lucky husband, who's so grateful to be married to you. How is Christ making an impact on your life right now? Um, I, it, it evolves every day. And for me, I think the big transition has been going from believing in God to believing God. Um, this last year, and I won't get, you know, there's all kinds of little stories packed into our larger story called Our Life. Um, the latest story that uh, is part of our life is a journey with our youngest daughter who was diagnosed with breast cancer, and praise God is defeating that. Um, but we had to learn not to just believe in God and to um, read his word and hope it might be true but to believe God and believe what he says. And that has transformed my relationship with him and transformed um, how I can trust him. Mm, I love that. Learning not to just believe in God, but to believe God. And I and I, I followed the Facebook posts and I followed the email trails on, on your daughter's battle. And I know Martha was way more in touch with it. Uh, it's Anytime you go through that kind of a struggle, it is transformational because you, you, you have no other choice but to rest in your Heavenly Father's arms. Mm-hmm. We've got the real special privilege of bringing in our show sponsors, Tom and Pam Wolf with Identity and Destiny. Let me just make something very clear to the listening audience. I really reach out to show sponsors. I don't just let anybody be part of I Work For Him because I want to involve ministries and businesses that really believe in the mission of I work for him. And I want to involve myself with ministries that are really making a kingdom impact. Well, 2012, I had a friend 
Her name was Kathy, and she goes, Jim, you really need to go through Identity and Destiny. She knew at the time, and I was really trying to figure out what the Lord was doing with all the gar- the stuff he had going on in my head. I want to call it garbage, but it wasn't because it was from the Lord. And she goes, you need to go through Identity and Destiny. I kept saying, no, I'm too busy. I don't really have time to go through an eight-week study. She goes, Jim, you really need to do this. She wouldn't relent. Finally, in March of 2013, I said, fine, I'm going to start it. Beginning of March, because I remember writing down the data. I dated every page I went through, and I started going through it. And, and I got to tell you, it took me longer than the eight weeks. Part of that was I didn't have anybody holding me accountable to do it. But at the end of my time going through this study, I clearly understood my mission for the remainder of my life. I already had an inkling, but I knew I knew who God had created me to be. But and I told Tom and Pam this going through the resilient stuff was probably the most painful part of the the study. But I, I, I understood more of who I was, what I needed to work on. But to really here's my specific calling. Now, narrowing that down and getting the, the, the stuff out of my life that doesn't need to be in my way, that I'm still working on. Tom and Pam, you guys, God laid identity and destiny on your hearts. And, and again, anybody, you can find out about identity and destiny on the web at identityanddestiny.com. That's identity, the full word, and destiny, identityanddestiny.com. We'll have a link on Facebook tonight. This And there's also a link on the front page of our iworkforhim.com website. When God laid this on your hearts... What did it look like? How did you know that, hey, you're supposed to... Where did this idea come from? Well, it was a situation where, uh, as you know my background, I built and sold several businesses. And uh, I always, after I finished one project, would come up with the next project. And then I'd say, okay, Lord, here's what I'm going to do. Bless it. <laughs> <laughs> and, How'd that work uh, for you? I, yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, it worked out okay. But I think I matured as a Christian where I got to the point where I said... Okay, Lord, you tell me what you want me to do. So uh, I put it out there and was praying, and all of a sudden it seemed like all this material started coming across my desk about purpose. I'd see books, I'd see seminars, courses. I think I read about 40 books on purpose. I took a course or two, and I said, you know, there's really nothing here that's based truly in Christianity. There were parts and pieces, but a lot of it was just, you know, go in yourself, find yourself, you get your answer inside. And I said, you know, I'm looking for my purpose, and that's why he led me to this. So what I did was I took uh, several of the things that I used to do when I, before I brought on a coaching client, tools, profiling tools, questionnaires, so I'd understand them better. And what I found was when I sat down and went over this stuff with people, they'd go, wow, I've never seen this all together in one place. Mm -hmm. I've never seen myself as a picture, a mosaic put together like this. And they'd say, well, now I understand why I don't get along with this person or I hate doing this job. And so I started pulling this all together. And uh, actually, the way it came together, I had it together in my head and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And uh, we were in a Sunday school class who was looking for the next thing to do. I walked up to the uh, leader and I said, I have a program that take about eight or nine weeks to get through it. Can I take the class through it? I had no program. It was in my head. (laughs) So I stayed. So you forced yourself to get it done by saying you had an eight or nine week program. The Lord knew. And late on Saturday nights, we would still be crafting things and writing things and putting them together to make sure we were ready. I was one week ahead of the class. So it was like on Monday, I had to start all over to do step three. And then the next Monday was step four. 
And it was like I had to get it done by Sunday to go through this. So it was, like you said, and I put myself a, in the position to be forced to get it done. And it was really amazing with that, st- with that step of obedience into doing what God was leading us to do, to go do that Sunday school class. It was it was always on time, but it always seemed kind of at the last moment yes. <laughs> that God would really miraculously drop things in our lap almost that completed the picture or completed the step, um, literally to the point where Tom was looking for something one time. You pulled a book off the shelf, opened it, and exactly what you were looking for fell out of the book. Oh, yeah. There's several stories like that. Uh I had this whole pile of papers, and I was going to look for this one book, and I'm like, well, where do I start? Well, I'll start at this end of the closet and go to the other. Pulled out the pile of paper, and just like Pam said, the book I was looking for fell out onto the floor. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I know your hand is on this. Yeah. Several yeah, things like that have happened. From the very beginning. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, I'm going to put in my editorial, because here's, here's the deal. Listening audience, again... I got to tell you, this program, the Identity and Destiny study, eight-week study, is something that every Christ follower in the United States of America and beyond should go through. Because as Pam just said, she said it very humbly, that the Lord was really in it. Oh my goodness. You just, there is no denying the power of the Lord. I have, I've gone through lots of studies. Now, I've never gone through experiencing God, and I'm just making that, Martha Martha keeps telling me, you got to go through that. I've not gone through it. You've gone through it twice, Tom? Yes. Yeah. I've not gone through that, so I, I can't compare it to any, but I went through Institute of Basic Youth Conflicts. I, I mean, I've gone through a whole bunch of studies, and this one, it helped me understand more about myself and my mission for God than, I mean, it was all, and like I said, all in one place. It is truly, you remember the first time I, I, I talked to him, like, listen, this, you can tell the Lord was in this. I mean, it is evident from one end to the other. Way too incredible to be written by human hands. Well, we say that yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we've gone to speak about parts of it and we review it, we look at each other and go, we're not smart enough to put this together. And the beauty of it is when we take people through it, we really don't have to do anything. We sit there and get to watch the Holy Spirit right. do the work. Yeah. All we have to do is ask a couple questions. Well, I imagine the apostles felt the same way. I mean, oh, I'm I, sure they, they did. They're like... If they today knew how many people read those letters that they were just writing to a small little group of people, mm-hmm. and now they've been written read by billions of people, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I never really thought that was really what wasn't really writing it like that. So, did you ever expect that God would use your eight or nine week Bible study that you were writing for your small group? Did you ever expect the impact to be so miraculous? I never did. No. no. I I mean we had no vision for it. We had no plan. It was just this is something that we think that would be worthwhile to take people through as part of a life coaching program or a business coaching program. So we put it together. It was in a three-ring binder that was about 3 inches thick. It was all email. I'd email the material to people and then we'd get back And after we were doing that for about a year, we had a couple of friends who said, you know, you're really being selfish. You need to leverage this. You need to let more people get their hands on this and use it. So that's when we took a year to write the book. Well, it's interesting. Um, I was still running my business brokering firm that I had run for 17 years while this was taking shape. And um, I began to feel like 
God was saying, because Tom would come to me as he was coaching people one-on-one through the process that, that we had taken to our Sunday school class. He began to coach that, and he would come and talk to me about the transformational impact that was happening as he was were I mean, people would be weeping at what the Lord was, was showing them and the clarity and the focus and direction that they were gaining. And he, he would just— and the salvations? Yeah, we have people who— Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. they're like— I never heard this. I didn't know God cared. Oh my, really? This was on purpose? Yeah. 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 And that God can actually talk to me. You know, if like, if I seek him through the word that like he can, like there's ways he communicates and anyway, it, it was just, and God really began to put press on my heart that perhaps we should write a book. Well, everybody thinks they have a book in them. And my husband rolled his eyes and said, I don't think so. We are not writing a book. <laughs> so the the two friends that he mentioned happened to be two very strong guys in his accountability group who said to him, you, you're being selfish. You need to get that out there. And so Tom said, okay, let's go meet with them and let's just lay out what we're doing and let's see what they say and do not mention the book thing. So we go and we lay it out, and the very first words out of their mouth was, "You guys have got to write a book." <laughs> uh, and I agree. The selfishness thing. Now, how many? About how many people now have gotten a hold of, and gone through the identity and destiny study? Oh, we've, we've, pu- we've pu- we have actually had printed over ten thousand copies, and in the world of self-publishing, they tell us that we're like at the top of the heap. That didn't sound like a home lot. Oh, but that, but my goal is by the time we're done with 2016, that that number is a hundred thousand. That's Amen. that's what we want. Amen. We've got in studio with us Tom and Pam Wolf from Identity and Destiny. Find them online at identityanddestiny.com. You've heard some of the commercials on our show. I'm telling you, here's the deal. Bottom line, it every Christ follower in the United States of America needs to go through this study. Have you guys in, uh, had this translated in any other languages yet? Uh, none that we know of. <laughs> okay, so now that, all right, we gotta we gotta work on that we, one because we have a sneaking suspicion it might be in China already. Well, <laughs> unauthorized, but we're okay with that. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, pretty much everything's been copied in China. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that would be incredible because wow. I mean, let's just say someday when you're walking through those pearly gates and God goes, hey, by the way, there's about a hundred million people right behind me right here. Mm-hmm. They went through identity and destiny. I know you guys didn't know it was under some other name, but. This is the impact. Well, you know, it's interesting. When we started licensing coaches and training them to take people through the process of identity and destiny, before we had our first licensee, God told, said to Tom in one of his quiet times, this is going to be international in scope. And we're like, really? Wow, cool. The very first licensed facilitator that he brought to us was from Barbados. From day one, we were international. We have in, in Barbados and in Africa and in uh, South America. Can't, a lot in Canada, a number of them in Canada. Canada, A. Did Alaska. you guys have to change the wording, though? You got to put A at the end of every right. sentence. Yeah. A? <laughs> got to read your Bible, A. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I grew up in Minnesota. I could say that. So it's ever it's already international. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, that's yeah. just cool. Yeah. So you never you never know the impact. And that's and that's the kind of thing when I read Francis Chan's book in 2009, Forgotten God. It had a little section in there that said, "Listen, if you just do what you do and you're successful with what you do, then you get the credit. But if God uses you to do something that is completely unexplainable mm-hmm. by your natural gifts, talents and abilities, then God gets the credit." He, he did that from uh, the very beginning with us. 
Well, your your whole testimony, your whole marriage, this identity and destiny, it's all the miraculous hand of God involved in all of it. I mean, oh, it's just, it's cool. Right. You know, what I think is funny is that your friend, Kathy, that, that made me go through this, as she beat me over the head, said, Jim, you got to go through this. She tried to get me to go through it in 2012. And, and if I had gone through when she told me, I'd have had the answer before the Lord gave me the name I work for him. Because I didn't get the, the name I work for him until November 12, 2012. But I finally started, and I think I bought the book probably in December of 2012. And then I finally got around to doing it. After I found out that the Lord was going to throw me on the radio, I'm like, well, what in the world is all of this about? I'm like, I better really find out what the Lord is doing. So it was after I had met the person and said, Jim, you need to be on the radio. And before we actually went live is when I started it. And we had had, you know, five months on the air by the time I finished it. Wow. I mean, it, it just, I wish I'd been a little more faithful. I could have understood a little ahead of time, but never did I anticipate being on the radio. And if I hadn't gone through your study that the Lord helped you write, I wouldn't be where I'm at today because I wouldn't have understood what he was trying to get us to do. And when I got my purpose statement at the end of the, the book, I got it distinctly at three o'clock in the morning in three phrases, purposefully equipping. And then about 10 minutes later, vibrantly effective. Christ followers in a workplace. I knew the Christ followers in a workplace thing. That, that's my passion. But those words never would have come to my mind. I'm not a creative guy. So, Tom, as you look at what the Lord has done in all of this, what do you th- describe it to somebody? We got about a, about a minute before we got to go back out to break. Describe why somebody should be calling him right now and getting a copy of this. What, does, tell them what the experience is going to be like. Well, first of all, the uh, the first three, four steps, like you say, are going to be an eye-opening experience in understanding themselves. They're going to understand more about who they are, why they're wired, why they think the way they do, why they act the way they do, why they impact the people the way they do than they probably ever have before in their life. And then the next thing is uh, they're going to start learning how to really hear from God. And the whole idea is we do this inventory and then we take it to the Lord. We say, okay, Lord, you wired me this way. So what do you want me to do with it? Where do you want me to go? Who am I in your eyes? So uh, I love the story of Gideon. Who am I in your eyes? The angel of the Lord comes to him and says, oh, mighty soldier. <laughs> mighty warrior. warrior. Absolutely. And he said, yeah, you got the wrong room, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, who me? I'm in a wine press making and, you know, sifting wheat. Yeah, you got the wrong guy. Mighty Warrior is next door. Right. All right, we're talking with Tom and Pam Wolf right here on I Work For Him. Have you ever wondered how the, why the Lord created you to be the way you are? What I mean, have you ever just wondered, who am I? And what does God want me to do with that? This book answers those questions through the movement of the Holy Spirit in your own life. It is such an impactful study, but it takes work. It's not like you just read a book and feel good. It's not like a great fiction novel or romance novel. Not like that. Because those, after a day, you've forgotten what the story was all about. This is the story of your life. This is the story of how God created you and what he wants you to do with what he created. When God laid it on your hearts to do this, Tom and Pam, you didn't have any idea what the end result would be, right? Mm -hmm. We still don't. You still don't. Yeah. Well, after 10,000 copies that you've printed, so the next time you print them, I mean, you print them 5,000 at a time or 10,000. I mean, what's the next printing going to be? Um, we just printed a batch. So we do about 5,000 at a time. And the, and the neat thing is, like you said, God's up to things that we don't know about. We'll only know in heaven. Um, there is Amazon and um, all these other sources where people can go. We have no idea how many books are being sold through those resources. So... He's doing what only he can do. 
That's right. And, and it's, and it's his networking piece. I mean, God mm-hmm. is the incredible networker. And when mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things where you guys first started, it was identity and destiny. And then, and then really you, you, you changed it, make it so it's a little easier for people to understand finding your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Correct. What, what brought about that change? Uh, well, pretty much it came from the idea that as we talk to people about purpose, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now that when they hear the word purpose, they go, uh, yeah, I'll pay attention to that uh, purpose in life right now. I'm trying to get through my job. I'm trying to get the kids to soccer, trying to get them to baseball. I'll worry about purpose when I have more less busyness in my life. And uh when we talk to them about, well, how would you like to live in the sweet spot that God's designed for you? That's like living in the zone in, sure. as an athlete, living in the flow, so that every Monday when you get up, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm looking forward to this. Then they start going, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. How, how do I do that? Where do I find that? So it's and packaging and presenting in a way that all of us can understand and, and find enticing. And I, and I think for a lot of people, when they think about purpose, they all they always come to us initially thinking, what is it I am supposed to do? And that is an end result and outcome, but it is not really the purpose behind the study to find your purpose. We divide identity and destiny, the finding your God-given sweet spot process, into three elements. They are identity, a destiny, and assignment. Assignment's the only one that has anything to do with what you do. Right. Identity and destiny are all about who God created you to be, no matter what you're doing. And so I think there is a reticence to, you know, I don't want to change things or I'm not ready to change things. I'm afraid that God may call me to go do something I don't want to do. And then what? Um, There's all these roadblocks that get in the way instead of just saying, God just wants us to know who he designed us to be so that we can step fully into that and enjoy that space that is our sweet spot and be doing and and be that person no matter what we're doing. And this isn't a hide and seek game that God's playing. He wants us to know our purpose more than we do. Right. He made us for a reason. He's happy to share it with us if we seek him and if we go after it. And people think that this is some kind of mystery. How do I figure this out? Well, it's a lot easier than you think, but if you go through a, an organized process and you learn to hear his voice and you use some tools, you can land pretty darn close. What I see in a lot of people that they, as we talk every day about people understanding that their workplace is their mission field, they haven't been told that a lot. And a lot of people, in fact, I heard the most amazing story yesterday of a pastor who said, after 27 years, I decided to go out be in the workplace because I really I, I I felt like I wasn't salt and light in my own church because they were all church people. I got to go out where people are. But a lot of times, people who are in the workplace think that in order for them to find God's purpose, they got to quit their job and go to seminary and then go be a pastor. Right. But that is such a contrary to what God really desired us to be. He He's created all of us so differently. Like you said, I didn't realize, Pam, that you were in a business brokering firm way back when. I mean, yeah. that was pretty outstanding that's a really cool job yeah it was i mean it'd still be a pretty cool job today yes <laughs> probably wouldn't be as, i mean you know all those years ago there was probably more i don't know i suppose that's going to start happening again as businesses start to uh, to grow again after the recession but it is that was your purpose yet you could still be a minister of god even being a business broker well and the interesting thing is 
as I went through the process for myself and discovered my identity statement, God gave me one word, and that was peacemaker. Well, I looked back over the chaos of my life and that, that whole idea, receive and believe what God says about you. I had a little difficulty with that in the beginning because I did not see myself that way. And as I began to ask people who knew me well, they said, well, look what you've been doing for the last 17 years. What does a business broker do? And I was, I was fortunate to be quite successful in it. And what I would tell people is I was really good at take opposing parties with opposing agendas, bring them to the table and keep them in a spirit of compromise. What is that but a peacemaker? I had been doing it for 17 years professionally out in the marketplace, being who God wired me to be without a recognition of that. Sure. That was your, I mean, you were had a kingdom purpose to your business. Yes. And, and that's another thing, just people understanding that. That's what I love about identity and destiny. And if you're tuning in today and you're thinking, Jim, why are you trying to sell books? I'm like, I'm not trying to sell books. I'm trying to sell you the trans. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to give away a copy. <laughs> but this is what identity and destiny does is it will transform your life. Not because Tom and Pam have written this book that is transformational, but because the Holy Spirit grabbed their hands and wrote it. If you go through this, you will see. If your life will never be the same. This is a book, and here's how I describe it. I told people I wouldn't. First, let's give away a copy. 877-943-9673. If you want a copy of some of Identity and Destiny, a study that will transform your life, because you will find out who you are and who God created you to be and then what your assignment is to be. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. When I give a copy of Identity and Destiny Way, this isn't exactly a great marketing approach, but here's the deal. Listen, <laughs> this is going to be the most powerful study you'll ever go through in your entire life outside of just reading scripture because scripture is infused from one end to the other. But it is absolutely going to destroy your life. And the enemy, you get the first half, easy to get through. The second half, the enemy is going to do everything he can to keep you from finishing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I said, but you got to do this. This is gonna. This is going to be the most amazing thing you've ever done. And, and that's my sales pitch. And you know what? I've gotten. I've gotten a hundred people to go through it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Because I think people really are hungry for more. Mm-hmm. And in and in when they get when they get right down to it, the lives they're living, if they're not in alignment with that purpose and that sweet spot that God's designed and created them to to live in, there's they know there's something still missing. They know that they're not in that space. Um, of highest level of fulfillment. You know, God says, I came to give them life and life to the full. And that's that's exactly what that this helps him step into. Is identity and destiny just for Christ followers? No. <laughs> well, explain that. Because we've talked about how it's full of scripture, and but you also talked about how people, you know, came to Christ as a result of it. So tell well, me about it. We, we say that there are two, maybe three criteria. First one is you have to believe that you were created by God. If your belief is that you crawled out of the slime and evolved, then... <laughs> Primordial goo, as they said mm-hmm, on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Not going to make it. So the first criteria... This would not be the study for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to believe you were created. The second thing is uh, you have to be able to say that the scriptures are a credible source of wisdom and guidance. So we don't say you have to believe that it's the infallible word of God and everything. Just, hey, is the Bible a credible source of wisdom and guidance. Now, most people can say yes to those two things. The third thing is you have to really want to know what your purpose is. So you have to have a desire. If you have those three things, then 
identity and destiny can work for you. So what's happened is a lot of people have said yes to them. They start going through uh, the program, the workbook with a coach. And what's happened to me a couple times is people really started to say, wow, there's more to this, isn't there? And it's, yeah. And then we start talking about it. And I remember the first time I led a person to Christ through this. I wasn't expecting that. I'm running, I was on the phone. I'm running over to my Bible where I have a little pamphlet that sure. has the... The Romans wrote in it. Yeah. <laughs> Campus the prayer. For Christ. <laughs> yeah, the little prayer. And I'm opening it up and fumbling around trying to take them through a prayer to lead them to Christ. And uh, I was in shock because it was like, wow, if this is what it's all about and we can do this, this is really worthwhile. Oh, yeah. Just that one life. And there's been, there probably, when you look at the fact, you, you joked about it probably being copied and distributed in China. How cool would that be? Because yeah. you, I mean, it, to me, that staggering. When you said that, that just gave me a whole different vision. Yeah. And, and we know that this is not ours. And, uh, you know, as that's what we say, we do, we have, we had, we'd love to see this in every Christian's hands. We'd love to see every person finding, knowing, and living their God given purpose and doing it with such excellence that, that a, a hurting world out there is saying, oh my gosh, I want what they have. And not staying in the holy huddle, like you were saying, Jim, you know, kind of staying in here, but getting out there where there's people that will never grace the door of a church. And that's what I love about the study is this is something that if the if the average Christ follower in the workplace would go through this study, those people that I'm asking mm-hmm, to join mm-hmm, the I work mm-hmm, for M nation, mm-hmm. just people take a step of faith. Let's transform our workplace by praying for people. If you would go through this study, your life will never be the same. And if you're doing it on your lunch break, people are going to be watching you. And, and it'd be one of those things where maybe, you know, 10 weeks from now when you're all done, people will go, what was that? Mm-hmm. What, what did you learn? I mean, yeah. that, that, now you mentioned a coach because I went through on my own and I didn't, um, I didn't have a coach cause I, <laughs> not that Kathy didn't want to, but <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, um, but I just said, you know, you'll, uh, we'll get a copy. The, uh, uh, you've yeah, we had a couple of callers. Um, I said, Kathy, I don't need a coach. I'll just go through this on my own, but it would have been very helpful to keep me on track. Well, not only keep you on track, but here's the thing. This is a workbook. So there's questions and open spaces throughout the book to answer these questions. And here's what people do. They read it. They answer the questions, the personal questions, and they stop at that level where, you know, like one of the questions is, as you look back on your life from your deathbed, what what were you going to say was most gratifying or you're satisfied with? Well, a person's going to scratch something down. But me as a coach, I'll look at that and say, well, tell me more about that. Uh, elaborate on that. Help me understand that. And what's going to happen is that person's going to go down two and three levels deeper. And then that's when they're going to go, oh, wow. Now I see what's really important to me. So having a coach to take them down to that deeper level is just invaluable. And here's what's happening. We're getting people who are retiring because of the baby boomers. They go out and they play golf for six months and then they start to go, well, now what? Yeah, that's right. I'm 65. I've got all kinds of energy. What should I be doing in my life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a great spot to plug him in. you got coaches all over Tampa Bay. You guys are coaches, but you all also have coaches world. all over the world. Well, that's where you mentioned the world stuff. <laughs> We're talking today with Tom and Pam Wolf about identity and destiny. Your identity and destiny. Who did God create you to be? 
What does he want you to do with it? What's your assignment with that? Tom, as we close out, you were mentioning right before the break that, pe- that they can go through the study on their own, but it, you've got coaches that will help lead them through this, that will make the the whole process so much more powerful. How do they find out about those coaches? Uh, if they go to identityanddestiny.com, we've got coaches uh, that are already trained through it, or they can learn to be trained themselves. We've got a training program. And, uh, you know, we were talking about retired people who were saying, geez, uh, what, now what? So they can get the answers through identity and destiny, but a lot of those people go through it and they come back and say, you know, I could make some money, I could impact people's lives, and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life now that I'm retired. So, so who's the per- who's that perfect person out there that's listening right now that should absolutely go out to the website and get a copy of this today and sign up to get a coach? Who What's that person look like in just a real short des- uh, description? It's a person with the right attitude person who says, I know God made me for a reason. I want to find out what that reason is. God's going to tell me. I need a tool to give me some structure to get me there. That's the person. College student, save 10 years of their life of trial and error after they graduate trying to find out where they should go. The retired person who's looking for more meaning and significance in life. And that person who's not happy in their job says, geez, where do I go from here? How do I make this better? This is driving me nuts. But you got to remind me, I told the president of Trinity College out of Trinity that every one of his students needs to go through this. Pam, the quote, the testimonial from, from your uh, graduate. I'm one of our very first licensed facilitators. Um, some of you here in the local area may know him, Robert Leatherwood. He said when he finished the study, he said, I now have a power that very few people have. I have the power to say no because my yes is so big. Tom and Pam Wolf with Identity and Destiny right here on I Work For Him. Find out lots more about them online at identityanddestiny.com. That's identityanddestiny.com. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you were challenged and intrigued by what we talked about because I'm telling you, this is a process I've gone through. You need to go through it too. Absolutely every Christ follower, whoever lives, needs to go through this process because God wants us to live in our purpose. you got to find out what it is. What did you learn today about how you can make an impact on your workplace? Did you hear what I said? Go through this, challenge those around you to go find your God-given sweet spot. You know, we learned today that our faith can be impacted certainly by living within our sweet spot, by living within understanding who God created us to be and what we should be doing with that information. And as Nelson from Tampa and Sheila from Tampa called in today to get a copy of Identity and Destiny, they're seeking out, hey, I want to find out. Where am I supposed to be? I don't want to waste any more time. And that's what happened in my own life when I said, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to be right where God wants me to be, making the impact that God wants me to make. Because we need to understand the enemy takes the battle for the souls of our coworkers and employees very seriously. Are you taking that battle seriously? Are you getting armored up? Are you getting equipped so that you can take the battle to the workplace? Or you're one of those mamby pamby weenie butt Christians who's like, yeah, well, I don't really care. No, people listen to my show, you're listening because you care. Go out right now, iworkforhim.com and commit to joining the I Work For Him Nation and then go to identityanddestiny.com and buy a copy of this book. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. Sing it.